Welcome to episode two of The Sad Bastards. We've now evolved. We're smarter, leaner, faster. In this episode, we'll be talking about entry-level systems, how to choose, and have fun. So we're going to talk about what your entry level, which is usually your first system, in this day and age, with Bluetooth, with all-in-ones, with separates, what is an all-in, what does an entry level system mean today? Well, for me, entry level is actually more about a price point rather than a concept. You know, to me, somebody might have. Lots of money, so an entry level might be $100,000, but in reality, for most people, they don't have a lot of cash. So I'm really thinking about a price point. Okay, so somewhere between 16 and 24 of age, you've got some money, you've started earning a wage, and you've, <laughs> you've saved your money and your tips, and you've walked into a hi-fi shop and you go, I want hi-fi. That's what you're saying. Yeah, you, you probably would have done some research. Mm. Yeah. What about you, B S B three? I would say that if you think about what people would spend on the their other electronics that they use for entertainment, such as their enormous television sets, I think in the pursuit of hi-fi happiness, mm. you should spend a little bit more than that, not a huge amount more, on so your entry-level system. Maybe four to five grand. In our commentary, we need to consider that we would be happy with entry level. And by that I mean there's no point picking some crap and saying that's entry level because I wouldn't be happy with it. Well, Johnny, sorry, SBT, you might be happy with it because you've got a very entry level system at the moment. <laughs> couldn't, couldn't help it. Seriously, yes, he could have. He could have helped that. <laughs> she just spin it around another way, though. Mm-hmm. And I'll go back to my own experience. When I was saving for my first stereo, when I had, say, five, let's say the number is $5,000, that was as much as I could spend, and it was more than I ever conceived of. Everything at that level sounded amazing. So, you know, you, I think coming down it from perspective of someone who's been an audiophile for years and spent too much money is the wrong approach. I think it's got to be from the bottom up when you're, you know, when you're getting into it and going, yeah, yeah, but we want quality. Oh, okay, my comment is that it should be quality entry-level system. What did we do when we started looking at Hi-Fi? Sad bastard too, you said that you'd saved up and did you just walk into a store and say, give me Hi-Fi? No. <laughs> no, I walked into a store and walked out again a lot of times. I looked at all the gear and went, I can't afford any of this. Mm. And eventually they said, you can't come back in unless you buy something. <laughs> They're sick of you. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we bought you too many coffees. Either pony up or just piss off. Yes. All right. <laughs> All right. Okay. So let, let's just do, let's do recap here. Right. I, whoa, whoa. You haven't on, asked me what I did. SB1. Well, no, no, just did. You can tell okay, us later on. Let's move on. Hang on. So let, let, let's set the barrier at five grand in today's terms. And that is five grand recommended retail place price minus 10% because you're going to haggle you're an idiot if you don't idiot, idiot if you don't yeah. five grand yeah no so, secondhand stuff no grey imports yeah. yeah how did you choose what to get 
I think it depends on your <coughs> priorities of what you think are the most important things in okay. your system. So then that asks the next question is, or part of the question is, what proportion of the money of your spend do you put into, okay, source to speaker, right? <coughs> source, amplifier, speakers. So how do you, how do you allocate? Like there's all these thoughts that you should spend all your money on cables. You know, that's a good idea. It's a very good <laughs> idea. It's misguided. <laughs> <but> <laughs> So I bought as my first amplifier was a Perot SB something power pre combination. SB so, as in separate. sad bastard. Hey, didn't thought of that. Yeah, yeah. But, but they were separates, right? They were separates. They were separates. They, were separates. <laughs> they had to be separates because if I put one on top of the other, there was so much mains coming out of the speakers, it was unlistenable. So separate pre and power is quite sophisticated for a first system. I bought a second hand, mm-hmm. and the reason I bought it is I loved Krell stuff at that stage because mm-hmm. I looked like you know, mean motherfucker stuff. Mm-hmm. And this is as close as I could get to having big handles on the front. And I bought that first. Yeah, big ears. It had ears. Big handles are good. It was, all, it was really heavy. That was the first thing I bought. Then I bought a pair of EPOS ES14 speakers. Lovely bookshelves, which even to this day I think are great. And I bought at a cash converter. That's like a pawn shop. Um, a pawn. Are we talking pawn, pawn now? Pawn. <laughs> yeah. Actually, maybe that's why it didn't work. Yeah. Um, the uh, Creek CD player, which was supposedly very good, but it kept breaking and I ended up having six of them. I must have spent three, four grand on it at that time. Okay. I loved it. And it had this, uh, the great had an inverted phase button, so you could go invert phase. Could you hear any difference? No. 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 Not As opposed to having a speed now, just, phase. Just, just to be clear, that John has a history with phase, yeah. so we... we... <laughs> it was a phase I was going through. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that, that's my first system so okay. i'll jump in now i yeah. think i started talking about this before so so it was a set of sonus faber and i'll talk yeah. about prices in a second sonus faber minuetto speakers mm. sonus faber musica amplifier it was a um, esoteric d 700 really? transport i went separate deck and transport wow and i only <laughs> sold that cd player that CD transport about four years ago. I had that. Didn't you just time. buy another CD transport recently? Yes, I did. And that's a different story. <laughs> that's a different story. And an Audio Alchemy DDE3 with upgraded power supply as a DAC. So it's separate. This, separate just to be clear, this was your first system. This was my first Entry serious level. system. That is, yes. a, that is an awesome system. It was, and I do miss it. Actually, no, actually, I miss most of it except for the amplifier, which was woefully underpowered. But yeah. I think in mm-hmm. in those dollars, I spent okay. more proportionally on okay. the amp and the speakers and the no and the um, CD Cable, player cables. And, and cables. <laughs> um, <laughs> the, the speakers were maybe. 25 or 30 percent of the total cost which yeah. now i think is completely wrong yeah but nice kit though no it was nice kit esoteric transport wow yeah you were miles ahead of your time and that that amp was like polished metal with wood right oh it was beautiful yeah all right <laughs> my system my entry level system is i started with this 1986 i bought 
300 bucks, I went and bought a Yamaha CD player. Entry level, good, you know, in today's terms, I could hear the noise as the tracks finished and the other one started. So it was, and I didn't have anything, so I had bought a pair of Sennheiser cans, uh, you know, the ones with the yellow foams. Yes. Oh yeah, they're cool. <laughs> yeah, they I thought I was very cool. Yeah. Um, that was that was the start, and then I bought an NAD thirty twenty E amp. That's the old classic. That's isn't a classic it? amp. That was an amazing classic. amp. And then to top it and finalize it, I bought a Yamaha NS ten titanium monitor or uh, like speakers, uh, studio type speakers. Oh, right. I had that system for quite a while. It was. Were they kind of strip the paint off the walls? No. no, they were neutral. They were tight because they were sealed. Um, I think at the time I could sealed. be wrong. Wow. I'm pretty sure they were sealed. They were very heavy, and they were just tight, like really tight, and but not bright. The question I'd like to ask is, what did you learn from your entry level system? Uh, uh, <laughs> don't buy, don't buy from a pawnbroker. Don't buy from a pawnbroker. <laughs> <laughs> buy from a reputable source, and also. Listen, listen to their advice because these guys, yes, they're trying to sell stuff, but also that good, good hi-fi stores will look after their clients because they know, you know, the young guy comes in when he's 25, they look after him, he'll be back when he's 30, then 35, then 37, then, <laughs> and then 50, 50 56. Uh, said to three. So I think the thing that I learned in hindsight, and I didn't, I didn't have the maturity at the time, shall we say. The thing gravitas. that I learned, the gravitas, gravitas. Yes, I have the gravitas, I only do voice now. Mm-hmm. The thing that I learned in hindsight was matching components. And I think whilst the beautiful Sonus Faber amplifier looked the goods, beautiful, beautiful looking thing, it didn't match the Sonus Faber speakers. You wouldn't think so, but it was woefully underpowered. Wow. So my learning, and I didn't know it at the time, I ended up going on a completely different path and would have saved myself a lot of money had I learned that mm. um, earlier, was that you really need to be able to drive your speakers properly. Mm. Right. SP1? I think just balancing a system. You know, you've got to, there's no point having a disproportionate amount on one particular item where other parts of your system just don't hold up. So when you look at that amplifier, entry level, punched above its weight, really breakthrough sort of amplifier at the time, neutral speakers, but not expensive, and then a CD player, which was kind of entry, but maybe a little bit better than entry level. That package actually really worked. It wasn't unbalanced in, you know, like your system. When you're talking about balance. You're not necessarily talking about balanced in terms of price point. You're talking about balance in terms of making uh, sure the components play nicely they together. They play nicely, but I think cost comes into it. There's no point having 90% of your budget, you know, and then having an underpowered app or if cost follows value. So just that getting the balance right and and not over-investing in one thing too much. And that that's going to be an interesting conversation. Our younger selves bought some stuff. It was fun. Some of us spent far too much, you know, and we all learned from you it. You were looking at SB3, right? I was indeed, yes. But I, I would disagree with that. I still miss some components of that system. Yeah, esoteric um, transport. It's yes. awesome. It was awesome. We've all gone through 20 years of, you know, audio. <laughs> more than more. 20 years. I'm just trying to play this down a bit. So oh. given what we know now, you know, we've had 30 years of uh, audio filia. 
kind of like necrophilia, but with hi-fi. <laughs> <laughs> I miss my dead components. <laughs> what What is the learnings that we have now? That we had to go and say, okay, I've got five grand to spend. This is my system. What 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 are the principles I'm going to follow? My, my learning would be, yeah. and I know we're sticking to five grand, but my learning would be spend more than you think you can because yeah. you'd rather not. The real estate argument, basically. The real estate argument. Right. Buy once, buy right. Yeah. Okay. But it doesn't hold true okay. because you buy once and then doesn't matter what you spend, you want to spend more because something else sounds better. I'll go next. I, I think what was available when we were kids was more constrained. The amps were they were just starting to become good. CD players were entry and speaker technology, mm. material science was pretty much based on paper, right? Wooden paper. Now, I mean, that's not generally true, but sorry, it was generally true, not specifically true in the upper end. Now, if you, if you look at amplifiers, you've got a range of very high performance amplifiers, then you don't have to spend a lot, in my view. CD players are gone. DACs are a commodity. So if I was spending five grand today, which we're about to get to, I think, if this, if I can psychically tell where we're going, <laughs> and I do. <laughs> uh, would I spend a lot of money, 90% of my budget on the source, which was a traditional paradigm I had at the time when I was a kid? No, I wouldn't. I'd spend almost the least amount of money. So the paradigms are reversed. So. You know, I would spend proportionally more on the, the, the end result, the speaker. I would pay attention to the room and see what I could do there. And then amplification is a matter of preference and choice these days for a similar cost. And source, DAX, digital media is just commodity. So things have changed. So the way I would spend five grand would be absolutely put more on the speaker, the amplifier, and then maybe the room a bit. So from my perspective, and the way SP1, I, I look at it now is I go, well, what part of that chain is the most nonlinear? And that's the speakers. Everything else, as you said, the DACs, the amps, all done nicely. I'd spend the vast majority of my money on speakers. Amps, gee, you, know, you can get an Encore amplifier, which sounds pretty damn good and will power anything. So I'd put most of my money into the amp, um, into the speakers, the next amount into the amplifier, almost nothing into a DAC, and I'd probably see if I can go to a dump bin and get some uh, speaker cables. That is controversial. <laughs> so we've spoken a lot about entry-level systems, our own entry-level systems, and we've set this nominal budget of five grand, but have we actually spoken about what we would recommend for that price? No, we haven't. Okay. And well, I think we should. We should indeed. Let's put our notional money where our notional system is. Our notional mouths. And I, I'm volunteering to go last on this one. Okay. So well, I've got a controversial one. Okay. SB3, why don't you go first? I went for a pipe and sleeper system, which relaxed, suitable for the younger generation who want to emulate <laughs> their They're older peers. Want to emulate their grandfather. Exactly right. So, um, again, I've gone a little bit over 50% on speakers and mm. Spendor. Yay. Yes. The, so old, the old school Spenders? The or Spendor the Classic. Ah, oh, perfect. That for about yeah. 2,700. We have to have a turntable. Now, they're a bookshelf, right? They are a bookshelf, yes. Okay, so you need a bookshelf as well. 
You can put them on a bookshelf. <laughs> but, <laughs> Did you factor that in? <laughs> I, I figured you could get a kitchen stool. And so let's assume that someone has a bookshelf. An analogue system has to have a few things. One, it has to have hipster credibility. Um, it has to look cool. And so I figured it has to have a turntable. It has to have speakers, obviously, because you've got to listen to the music. Turntable and valves. Oh, oh right. Boom, boom, right. boom, boom. So German, German valves? Australian valves. Australian valves. What so, Australian valves? So there is a Melbourne brand called Western Acoustics, and ah. this man is such a hi-fi aficionado purist, he winds his own transformers oh. by, by hand. And you can pick up a hand-wound Transformers are the, the guts of a valve. Is there a special the edition that's hand-wound by virgins? <laughs> he is a virgin, actually. I <laughs> 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 had to go there. He had to go there. <laughs> so you can get a hand-wound virgin. About $1,700. It's not right. cheap, but, you know, it's it's an experience. There's a turntable. Obviously, you need a turntable with this. The project debut has a built-in... Well, it actually comes with a cartridge and a built-in phono stage. Does it also have an ADD converter? No, it doesn't. It does not. But you could have an analogue digital system if you just had a turntable. But that would not be a purest analogue system, not a purest pipe and city system. So we're looking at... Purest, okay. Purest. So it's an integrated amp. It's a set of very nice bookshelf speakers, Mm. integrated valve amp, and And a turntable that has a built-in photo stage, and it comes with a cartridge. And for that, you would pay... Shade over five grand, probably so, less if you get. Your I design. like that a lot. That, was that that's awesome? Did you yeah. take into account the ten percent discount? No, that's without. So easily under five grand. Easily okay. under five grand. And I and I think for a visually appealing, emotionally engaging system, that would be superb. I would I would love to have that as a second system. Entry level second Entry level system. Second system. That I think awesome. I've almost convinced Trademark. myself. All right, there's a few brands I really like. So I've had Spender speakers before. So I chose Spender A2s at about three-fifths of the budget, maybe a bit more, so quite a lot. I go back to the least expensive item. Again, topping, great great DACs available with sort of a preamp state. I didn't go the D550. I went for the DX3 Pro. So what's the difference? Price. <laughs> they all sound the same. <laughs> I'll just be blunt. They have... You want for the more expensive one? No, look, if you go to audioscienceReview.net or whatever it is, you look at the measurements, they are almost indistinguishable. You know, you'd have to be nuts to spend more. And you did. So I went for the DX3 Pro. Right? Got an AKM chip, which I like. And then for the amplifier, I chose a Rotel amp, a 15... 92 mark 2 whatever it is anyway about 1500 bucks again i haven't listened to so which power which one the 1592 mark 2 or whatever what it is what was the power of that 120 watt uh, in eight ohms right it's not enough really i'll buy me so are you using for the, the, for the spenders it is because they're you, quite high efficiency are you using the topping as a preamp yeah yeah that's right so really clean very simple usb input from your rune device endpoint whatever that's another topic so that's about just a tad over five like five thousand and thirty 
the pipe and slippers, does it come with that? <laughs> Look, yes, seriously, again, that, you, you that's know, an old man's so system. You know, Rotel, fantastic pedigree, really good out, really good sound, punchy, above, 1500 bucks for a power app, right? That is fantastically sounding. I did say I haven't heard it, right? So there you go. But I have heard other Rotel gear, which we'll talk about another time. So I'm glad SB3 mentioned the, uh, the first principle spend more than you budgeted because I'm going to spend a little bit more than five grand. I put out that, I get two Debulay Phantoms, that's it. Ruin Endpoint, you've got Bluetooth, you've got like a gigawatt of power. How do they really, image, Johnny? Oh, SP2. Really well. No, really good. Really no, good. seriously, I'm, I'm not joking. I, I would seriously say if I had to spend five grand, that's what I'd do. So, well, all I can say is that's a wide range of similarly costed items, especially from SP3 and SP1. Um, SB2 kind of went off the reservation. <laughs> he did not. But, <laughs> but, but boundaries we, will, we will allow him to put a six in front of the number. It does six. It is high five. So and the problem it, with SB2 so, system, yeah. system I'm using very, very loosely because it is one thing. One thing. Two yeah. things. Two things. What are the two things? One speaker amplifier, what, the other speaker amplifier. So when you get, as you inevitably will, the mm. upgrade bar, what do you do with the DVLA Phantom? So, okay, I'm, I'm happy to admit that my system is the most controversial one. It has no upgrade path. I'll accept that my system is controversial on the grounds that no one else likes it except for me. So for those listeners who are disqualifying themselves <laughs> as sad bastards. Go with SB2 system and you're done. Yep. But you stop are listening. not a sad bastard. And no, no, I wasn't going to say stop listening because we desperately need people to listen. So the next episode is going to be, well, you know you're not going to be happy. So plan for disappointment. Yeah, you plan for disappointment and how you get through that disappointment. Spend more money. And never talk to your friends. <laughs> I, yes, that'll be our conversation next week. Um, I look forward to just proving yet again that SB2 is not quite on the same planet as all of us sad bastards. <laughs> um, Get rude. We will be talking a lot about um, some really interesting things to avoid pitfalls, learnings, and basically how not to be a sad bastard. Tune in. I don't, I don't think we're qualified for that. <laughs> Who best? <laughs>